0: Uh, This morning, I'm just going to make a couple of comments um, on John chapter 1, the passage that was just read by Anna, uh, verses 1 through 14. Uh, The text has been read. I will not read it again, but if you have a copy of God's Word, uh, you can grab it uh, and turn with me there, and that might be helpful as I mention a couple of verses in that passage. Before we dig into that passage, let me pray and give thanks and ask God to help us through his spirit. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for sending your son Jesus into the darkness to rescue us. And I pray that now through your spirit, you would help us to be moved by the wonder and the beauty, and the glories of Christmas. Help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Christmas is both the worst news ever, and at the very same time, it's the best news ever. And understanding both of those, that it's the worst news, and the best news, understanding both of those will change our lives. And so this morning, we're going to look at those two things from this passage. We're going to look at the bad news of Christmas. And secondly, we will look at the good news of Christmas. So let's look at number one, the bad news of Christmas. Look at verse five. You see a word mentioned there a couple of times. The light shined in the darkness. And so the implication there is that there's darkness. That Jesus came into darkness, that the world is a dark place, that's the bad news. That was the first couple of uh, lessons that we read, Genesis chapter 3, the fall of humankind into sin. And since that time, Genesis chapter 3, the world has been a dark place. And the Bible says not only is it darkness out there in the world, but that there's darkness on the inside. Of every human being as well. And if maybe you're here this morning and you're not convinced of that. Hopefully you are. If you're not convinced of that, turn on the evening news. Read the newspaper. Look at the darkness and the world and the darkness inside of our own hearts. Four years after the death of his wife... An experienced caver named Gary Lutz took his two boys, Tim and Buddy. Tim was the oldest, he was 13, and Buddy was 9. And they wanted to do something that they had done for many years in the past, after the passing of their mother. And so Gary Lutz, with his 20 years of training and 20 years of experience, took his boys camping and caving. They went to New Trout Cave near West Virginia. And about 45 minutes in, things were fine. Into the cave and Gary Lutz made a decision to trust himself rather than trust his 20 years of training and experience. He took off his backpack. His backpack holding an extra light and water, and food, and medicine, and blankets. And they proceeded hard further into the cave with nothing on but a hard hat and a headlamp. Ten minutes later, 200 feet deeper into the cave, Tim, the oldest son's light, went out inexplicably. Gary knew immediately that he needed to turn back and head to the entrance of the cave, and so he tried... And two or three minutes after that, the youngest, Buddy's headlamp, also went out. Gary Lutz is starting to panic, thinking, I cannot let this happen. Twenty minutes later, Gary's headlamp went out too. Utter darkness... The three of them huddled together because they were freezing. Some of you have experienced darkness. Have you ever experienced utter darkness? Complete darkness where you cannot see your hand in front of your face. That's what they were experiencing. Panic and hunger and tears and thirst and hallucinations began to settle in. And bats were swooping down, coming up to them to see who and what they were. Total darkness, day after day. Hour after hour, all because of human choice. Helpless, with no way out. Think about that picture. Gary Lutz and his boys, they did not need for someone in that moment to come and drop in a map on how to get out of the cave. They did not need someone to give them more information. Maybe from above, someone speaking down to them. They did not need more information. They needed all-out rescue. More specifically, they needed light. And the Bible says that spiritually speaking, that's what we need to. The Bible says and teaches that because of our sin... We are born into this world spiritually dead. And like Gary Lutz and his boys, we are helpless and in darkness because of our sin. And we do not need a map. And we do not need more information. We need someone to rescue us. We need light to come and shine into our darkness and to lead us home. And maybe you're here this morning. Maybe you're visiting with us. And you thought, I thought I was coming to feel good about myself. (laughs) Maybe you are offended by this. But can we be honest and talk for a minute? Don't you feel this inside your own soul? Every single one of us, if we're honest, don't you know, even in the quietness of the night, when you reflect on your own life, that you're not what you're supposed to be? Don't you know that? Don't you feel that? And we try to hide it. And we try to downplay it and deny it and blame shift, but we still can't get away from the stain of sin and darkness within our own soul. We try to deny it, but think about it. Isn't this why we try so hard to establish our own righteousness? Why we try so hard to spin our lives when we're around other people or We try to control people's perceptions of us. It's why we can't be vulnerable and honest and let people see us and know us because deep down we know, don't we, that something is terribly wrong with us. We know that to some degree or another we need to be healed and fixed. We need light to come and shine into the darkness and when we bump up against the darkness... Of the world and inside our own hearts. We typically respond in one or two ways. One we tell ourselves that we're better than we are. When we do this all the time. Maybe it's watching the evening news. And we pull back and remove ourselves from the problem. And we say. I'm not perfect. But I know I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. Look at my record. I got a long list of history of helping people. And. Ask anyone and they'll tell you that I serve and do good and have been doing it for many years. You see, we tell ourselves that we're better than we are and we will do anything in order to tell ourselves that. Or secondly, maybe we try to to think that behavior reform is actually the thing that's going to dispel the darkness. Behavior reform is the thing that's going to heal us and fix us. And so we say things like, If I can just be more disciplined this year, then this will fix me. I'll be better. Or maybe I need a new diet or I need to serve more and get busier this year serving Jesus. Or we say things like this. What the world needs is a harsher justice system. That'll fix all these problems. Or we need better police response. Or the political system's a mess and we just need to overhaul the political system. You See, those things aren't bad things and they'll benefit you and they'll benefit society. But you know what? The Bible never once proposes that the lasting solution to the human condition in darkness is more law. Never once. See, the bad news of Christmas is that we are in total darkness And we need a rescuer. That leads to the second point. The good news of Christmas. Y'all ready for good news? You see, this has been the question really since the first lesson in Carol. How would God respond to the darkness that was brought brought into the world in Genesis chapter 3? How would he respond? How would God respond to a people that he created that turned their back on Him and made a mess of the world that He created. That's the question, isn't it? How would God respond? Look at verse 14. The Word became flesh. The Word, we don't have time to get into all of that, but God, meaning God became flesh and dwelt among us. See, one of the purposes of Christmas is to humble you. It's to bring about a humility in your life. Because Christmas tells us that humanity was so messed up, that we were so messed up and in such a dark place, that the only solution was for God to come into the world and to give himself. You see, the reason why Christmas is such good news is that Jesus came into the world to do what we could never do for ourselves. He came in to rescue us and to bring us home. How does he do it? Well, two ways. First, he gives of himself. He takes on flesh and enters the darkness. And that's what makes the gospel such good news. Think about it. God in the glories of heaven comes down into the cave of darkness that we call earth. And he shines the light into our helplessness and does for us what we could never do for ourselves. He rescues us. And that rescue required... The full sacrifice for our sin. That's why Jesus says. I am the Lamb of God. Who came into the world to take away the sins of the world. And on the cross I became the full and final sacrifice for your sins. And this is where people get confused about Christianity. Notice and this is important. Christianity. Is in the gospel is not Jesus teaches us the right way to live and says, "Okay, go obey my teachings and be good." That's what a lot of people think Christianity is. That's not the gospel. The gospel—that's that's that's terrible news. Here's my teachings. Now have at it. The gospel is way better than that. Christmas says that Jesus gave Himself for us. That he came and was perfectly obedient. That's why he had to be sinless. That's why he had to be born of a virgin Mary. So he could live the life that we couldn't live. And he went to the cross and died the death that we deserved. He became our substitute. He is our rescuer. That's why we make such a big deal of Christmas. And it's why Christmas is so good. Because Jesus comes into the world and gives us the two things that we most need righteousness, and forgiveness. Secondly, God rescues us not only by giving Himself for us, but by being with us. Christmas is such a good thing and such good news because God is with us. I love Hebrews 2, verses 17 and 18. That is a verse we all need to think about often. It says, Jesus, as our high priest, was made like us. Think about this. God made like us in every way. Why? The passage goes on if you read it and says so that he could help us. So that he could rescue us. You see, the fact that Jesus took on flesh and dwelt among us is God's way of saying, I get you. I know you. I understand you and I have the power because I know you and understand you and have been through everything that you've been through. I have the power to comfort you. You see, Christmas is amazing news because it shows us that the God of the Bible is unlike any other God in any other religion. Maybe this morning you're experiencing betrayal. Have you been betrayed? Or maybe you've been abused. Or maybe this morning you're lonely. Or maybe you have been given some really terrible news by your doctors. And they tell you you have months to live. Or maybe you have experienced the death very recently of someone that you love. And someone who is very close to you. God understands. So has He. Or, and, and maybe you push back and say, No, Jason, you don't understand. I feel like God has abandoned me. So what do you think Jesus means on the cross when He says, My God, My God. Why have you abandoned me? Why have you forsaken me? You see, God even understands that because that's what Jesus experiences and has experienced on the cross. And I don't know about you. Part of the reason why I included this is for my own soul. Because I don't know about you, but I think this is really good news for us at Faith Presbyterian Church, particularly now. This is hands down in my 13 years of ministry. Been the toughest and hardest season of ministry. And the reason for that is because we have experienced so much loss this fall. We have experienced so much loss. We have lost lots of people that we love and that are very dear to our church. And maybe you're here this morning and you have experienced loss that I don't know about. God understands. God is with you. And sometimes it feels like, doesn't it, that no one understands your pain. But Christmas comes and says that God has been, and this is why it's such good news for us, that God has been all the places that you have been. He has been in the darkness and pain that you have been in, and that means that you can trust Him. And you can rely on Him. And He has the power to comfort you. And to strengthen you. And to bring you through whatever it is that you're experiencing this morning. Remember Gary Lutz? And his two boys? They were on their fifth day of total darkness. Gary began preparing his boys for his death. Can you imagine? He says, if I die and when I die... I feel like I'm a few minutes from death. Take off my clothes and use them to keep yourselves warm. Gary Lutz starts reciting Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. And then suddenly as he's reciting the 23rd Psalm, He hears voices from above him in the cave. And those voices are shouting and loud. And then someone shines a light into the cave. And 50 people, he realized, had been searching for them for the last 48 hours. And they found him. And Gary Luke says this, The light, having been in darkness for five days, literally hurt when I looked at it. But I couldn't stop staring at the light. With all the pain that it was causing him, he could not stop staring at the light. That's exactly what we need in the midst of our sin and darkness this morning. We need to look and stare at the light, and not a flashlight, at the light. At the Lord Jesus Christ. You see the reason why we make such a big deal out of Christmas and Advent. The reason why we have this special service called Lessons and Carols. is because Jesus is the light that came into the world to dispel the darkness. It's only when we accept the bad news of Christmas. That you'll ever really be able to celebrate and sing about the wonderful good news of Christmas. It's only as you understand the bad news that we'll be able to sing loudly. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let's pray. Gracious God. Thank you for coming to get us. Thank you for coming to rescue us, for loving us enough To come into the darkness and bring us home. Forgive us, Lord, for the ways that we try to rescue ourselves. The ways that uh, we blame shift and don't really accept the bad news. The ways that we trust in our own efforts rather than trusting in you. Give us the humility this morning. To see ourselves for who we really are. So that we might really celebrate this Christmas. Celebrate like never before. Help us to do those things in the name of Jesus. Amen.